Hey, it's Wendy. How are you? I hope you are doing well. It is so nice to be talking with you after a couple weeks of not putting out an episode. And this might sound weird to people who are, I don't know, uh, of, quote, normal brain chemistry. The reason I've not put an episode out in a couple weeks is because a lot of really good things happened in my life. Uh, and, and not even good, uh, great. And I would say to the point where it feels surreal. That's how much shit fell into place for me. And uh, it put me into a little bit of a manic phase, which you can kind of hear in this episode. Uh, I'm recording. I'm going to be playing an episode of The Helpful Ho Show where I interviewed two of my lawyer friends. They're TikTok lawyers. They're so fucking smart and fun and cool. It was a great conversation. Uh, so that's coming up in a few minutes. But um, yeah, I've just been... Just quick hit, because we talk about this stuff in the episode a little bit. So within about a four-day period after being in, and if you're on the Patreon, you've heard all this shit a million times, and so uh, just bear with me as I give a quick hit to the people listening. So um, I've been in St. Louis for, I would say, I don't know, almost a year now, and St. Louis is a city uh, which I do not know a lot of people. I'm not from here. I moved here because it was cheap rent, and I knew one person, the one person that I knew when I moved here uh, our friendship kind of imploded about two months in, and I was just legit just alone in an attic like, huh, well, fucking shit. Okay, let's hmm, figure this out. So I've been doing a lot of mental work and meditation uh, and hoping at some point that, you know, things would turn around. And that's the thing with life. Life always does a flip. It'll do a 180. And so, I mean, that's good when you're in a shitty place because you're like, okay, if I just keep moving forward, things will turn around, things will change. Uh, you know, and then the other side of that is, and I think a lot of us experience this during the pandemic or fucking at any time in our life, uh, that also happens when things are going great. So I've been really working on this idea of just slowing down, taking a breath, because I think that seems like an easier thing to do when things are going, quote, badly, right? When we're like, oh, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Well, shit, I guess I better lay down and take a, a meditation nap for hopefully ever and ever and ever, right? But when things are going well, we have this, I think, this knee-jerk reaction of like, oh, whew, we got out of that jam. All right, let's party. Let's. But it's, I think it's important to be slow. It's one of the many lessons I've learned living here in St. Louis, where I was just forced to slow down, be alone with myself and my thoughts and my cat and my Danny DeVito cut out and thank God uh, you. So thank you to everyone uh, who listens and writes to me. I really appreciate you all. Um, oh, I should say, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, which is Sunday morning, we are having our Patreon group chat today. That is on. That's happening. Uh, the link is posted. So just click on there, and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll probably hang out for like an hour and a half. So uh, hopefully you can make it. I cannot wait to see your faces. Um, and, yeah, oh, quick hit. Let me just let you know what's going on. So after being in St. Louis for almost a year trying to find the meaning of my suffering and my reason for being here and all this kind of stupid, stupid nonsense, stupid hippie shit, bro. Just say life sucks and just fucking have a beer. It's like, no, nah, well, mm, been there, done that, did not work out for me. So I've been going 
down this path of uh, mindfulness and gratitude and just really crossing my fingers, hoping that as I came up on the end of this year lease in this apartment, I was like, okay, something's got to pop off. Otherwise, not only am I going to be kind of bummed, but I'm going to look like a real asshole for doing a podcast for a year where I'm just like taping positive affirmations all over my all like, you guys, I'm telling you, if you write, I love you. Money comes to you easily on your fridge. In, in sheep's blood, it, it all just happens for you. So uh, thankfully, it did pop off. But woo, just a heads up, when you get all the stuff for which you have been looking, and, and even you get some stuff that you didn't think was going to be coming your way, it's overwhelming. Um, I got, within a four-day period, no bullshit, I got an apartment in Austin, and I got people to move me for free, move all my stuff for free. And by all my stuff, I mean, like, two things. Mostly the, the fake plants and the Danny DeVito cutout. Uh, and bonus, I bonus uh, got an, a deal to record a comedy album. So that was a bonus gift from the universe or God or whatever, or me, or maybe maybe I'm God. Maybe it's from maybe you're God. What a, I, I should not record like within 10 minutes of waking up uh, when I'm going through a manic phase in my life. Anyway, that was a bonus gift. So that's, I mean, that's so fucking cool. Uh, and that kind of helps me leapfrog into this place of headlining with the Helium Clubs. Uh, uh, the ticket link for that is on my website. It, that's October 6th, I believe, 8 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, because it's a live show. It's not on Zoom, and that's going to be here in St. Louis. And then the other thing that happened is I bought a car for $1. $1 car. How did I do all that? Well, I, at gunpoint. I, I had I had to be in St. Louis to make all that happen because it's an open carry state, and New York, ugh, what a bunch of liberal snowflakes. I can't bring a gun into a comedy club and say, give me a fucking record deal, bro. Give it to me. I can't take a gun uh, just up to a random strangers and be like, give me your car for a dollar, bro, until someone fucking does it. But thank God, St. Louis. Ugh, God bless a red state. So uh, that's, I would not be a fun thing. I should say for legal purposes, because this is a show with lawyers, in case any of their colleagues listen, I'm, and, well, I, I don't know if it was funny. I am a comedian. I don't know if what I just said was funny, but it was not true. The intent was to make a joke. Um, I still kind of am muddling through uh, how I did it. And again, I did I even do it? Do we have control over anything in life? Ugh, a lot of questions to be answered when we are just navigating and investigating the nature of reality. And is it real? And anyway, I was up till about three o'clock in the morning just reworking some kind of a meditative episode. And my brain just almost exploded because can I be real with you? On top of, like, all the cool shit that's going on, I also, uh, there's, like, a tinge of sadness, as 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 there is in all, every rose has its thorn. Um, so I'm stoked that all this stuff is working out the way I wanted to. At the same time, uh, I am, like, uh, but this is a good thing. I fell in love while I was here in St. Louis. That's good. Uh, now I, uh, in order to pursue my goals and things that I want to do for the next year, I'm not going to be able to be really close to the person that I love. So, mm -hmm. see, this is why I can't record in the mornings. I almost cried. I'm, I'm holding back tears. What kind of a lunatic gets emotional and cries in the intro to a show where she's going to talk to lawyers and get advice about how to stay out of jail when you are trading gash for cash? What 
kind of person, the kind of person that you should come see, record her comedy album live, October 6th at St. Louis, link in the website. Uh, but truly, the link to that is up in the website, and I would love to see you there. But uh, on top of all this stuff, the thing that has got me the most jacked up, even last night I was trying to record, and I just kept being like, I'm going to take a break and have a soda. Legit, I've been without a car for six years. Well, in New York, you don't really need one. I have gone to the grocery store with my car three times, and I'm overwhelmed with not only just society, because I've been taking little walks around my neighborhood, just like looking at the same buildings and the same brick sidewalks, like, oh, just think about thoughts or whatever I've been trying to tell myself to do. And it's just a sensory overload of society and people and parking lots. And I walk in the grocery store and there's so much stuff. I've got two, I've t now I have two 12 packs of soda in my fridge and it's LaCroix. And I, I mean, true, I have mangoes. I woke up this morning. For real. I slept for about four hours. I woke up two hours before my alarm, and I said this out loud to my cat. I said, Kitty, it's time to get up because we got soda, and I got three mangoes. I have not had, like, a full refrigerator of food for sure since I've been in St. Louis. Probably most of the time I was in New York because it's just like, hey, you're broke. You buy only what you can carry, only what you absolutely need. There are no luxury items. So maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, do I do I have mania? or Am I just giving myself some weird like um, calorie overload, and so I just literally physically have more energy in my body because I'm just constantly eating snacks because I have them here. Damn it! See, I can't. I gotta just play this episode. I'm now that I said soda. I'm like thinking about like I have a 12 pack of soda, and it was like I'm not even drinking the soda. The first few nights that I had a car and I went to the store and I had. I had a 12-pack of LaCroix, and then I got um, a pack of those Pellegrino cans because I'm a real fancy bitch. I laid in bed. This is bipolar uh, mania for you. And this is the kind that I have. So I don't have the I am Jesus, let me jump off the building and see if I can fly. The kind of mania I have is <laughs> I got a car for a dollar. That's awesome. But you know what's even cooler? I have sodas in my fridge. I'm going to, are you want to get up and drink one? Well, no, I'm not thirsty, but I just want to look at it. I have been waking up in the night, and when I go to the bathroom, I walk back, and as I walk through my kitchen slash living room slash office area <laughs> into the bedroom slash living room slash, slash uh, shooting studio, I open the fridge and just look at my sodas. Okay? That's where I am mentally and emotionally. And it's actually, I've been in a lot worse places, so I'm Really just trying to sit in this happiness vibe. This is a long intro. I apologize. Hopefully um, you stick around and listen to the episode that I'm about to play. Listen to the episode, not the episode. All right. I, oh, sorry. Ooh, now I'm thinking about the, I got the soda shakes. I got, I got to go. I got to go look at those sodas. I'm going to go look at those sodas. All right. Before we get to the episode, which I promise is coming in about 60 seconds, I would like to be sincere for a quick sec here and tell you that if you are listening to this and you are going through something that you feel is just hopeless and tragic. Like maybe you had your life flip in, into a 180 the other way, right? Maybe everything was great and you were like, well, everything's a smooth sailing. And then boom, your ship is capsized, right? Uh, I'm telling you, as someone who recently came out of a situation that was truly, I, 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 no bullshit, like despair, 
I felt like I was just kind of flailing and floating in the middle of the ocean. Just, just my whole goal the last year has just been just, just keep your chin above water. Just keep your chin above water. As much as whatever I'm putting out into the ether, because my job is to be a public person, I've been like struggling a lot. All, if you're on the Patreon, you know I've been struggling a lot, um, which is why I appreciate all these new TikTok hoes and, and all the people that have been riding with me uh, since I started all this shit low many a year ago. Um, but if you are going through something, I'm telling you, I, I promise you, you will come out on the other side and it will be even better. It'll be even better than what you had before. And I know it sounds like bullshit. And maybe not better, but you will have a more expansive life. That's something that I thought about while I should have been sleeping after I recorded for three hours last night. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to say. That's not it. And if you heard a squeak, that wasn't a fart. That was the squeaky floorboard of my attic because that's the apartment I've been living in. My job has been to like record and put things out. I'm on creaky floorboards that if I move at all, it's audibly squeaky like a pirate ship. Okay. And I managed to not kill myself and still be like, you know what? I'm going to draw on a fake mustache and do a TikTok. So, it, look, it worked. I just came out on the other end. And uh, I will have a more cohesive I love you. Please stop about all this <laughs> in the next week once I figure it out for myself. I just got to let the mania calm down. In the So that being said, just stay alive. And I know it might seem like it sucks, but ugh, that's just the way it's. That's the way it is. It's not the way that it should be. It's not whatever. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. So accept what's happening. Reassess your life strategy accordingly, okay? And just be nice to yourself. Take a breath. Take a breath. Don't take it personally. Take a breath. Um, and whew. Oh, God. Okay. Was that helpful? I don't know. I'm going to take a breath because now I'm all jacked up. So I'm like, let's, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do a five hour intro where we meditate. Inhale, everybody. Come on, inhale. You inhale through your nose. Hold it for three seconds. Two, one, and exhale through your mouth. Good. All right. Now I feel centered. And now I would like to introduce you to my two friends, Joseph Simons. Let me see if I can pronounce his name properly now, as opposed to the way I fuck it up as soon as the show starts. And uh, Jennifer Laskin. These are two lawyers. They're actual professional lawyers. These are people with jobs who took time out of their day, out of their life, where they do things to make money, uh, to tell me and all my hoe friends how to make money and keep our asses out of jail. Huh? How about that? How's that for a Sunday episode, huh? This is my kind of church. Okay, I got it. I really, truly, <laughs> I'm going to um, go look at sodas. You guys enjoy the show, and I will talk to you, well, right after this record scratch. I'm my own producer. This is why it's, yeah. a, that's why it's a free show for listeners, because I'm the person Wee. running. <laughs> Can I ask you about something, like, sort of unrelated? Is it yeah. better, like a blur, like, my background kind of sucks, like, a, the office is so much better. Is this any, this is probably weird, actually. Never mind. It's probably better like this. Yeah, just leave it regular. The blur, I, can I tell you, the blur thing is so fucking strange to me uh, with the filters, even on Zoom. And I didn't realize uh, my friend, so I had her on and, and she would like blink and her eyes would stay closed for a half a second. And I was like, what the fuck? Do you have like weird 
skin flaps? Are you an avatar? And then I was like, oh, she's got the blur function on. Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. Okay. Um, I'm literally sitting on a floor covered in cat hair. <sighs> so you're fine. I'm sitting in an attic. The reason I'm sitting on the floor is because if I stand up all the way, I will touch the ceiling. So your background is great. All right. <laughs> and it How does look like sound? you're being helpful. Okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, okay, so let's get started. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your professional day to come and get on Zoom with... Uh, not mentally ill. I don't like to use that term. Uh, mentally touched uh, comedian who for sure lives like a 14-year-old. So thank you guys for coming here today. Um, Jen, I know, and I did an intro at the beginning and it was a great intro and everyone liked it. Uh, but now you guys introduce yourselves to the audience. So Jen, I know you through TikTok because you're a lawyer yes. and you reached out to me specifically about like taxes. Yes. <laughs> which, to which I believe I replied, what are taxes? I don't know what that means. I all of it's, I, my mattress is actually just cash. So I haven't paid taxes in years. And if you are the IRS, I'm joking. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> so introduce yourself to the audience. Like, what do you do? How did you get involved in the sex work community? Mm-hmm. So my name is, uh, is Jen, Jen Laskin. I'm an attorney based in Maryland. Um, I am a TikTok lawyer. I make legal content on TikTok. I'm Jenny Justice 555. And I've been on TikTok for probably uh, over a year and a half and got interested in this issue actually kind of through TikTok and through learning about um, how much money OnlyFans creators can earn and other types of online creators, um, particularly women, major, majorly, you know, majority women, and how much they were actually paying in taxes and in commissions and fees to the sites that hosted them. And I started getting interested in that because I do small business and corporation and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I come from a social justice background. So I work with a lot of activists who also struggle with doing contract-based work, and then getting hit with massive tax bills at the end of the year because they're all 1099 workers. And I found these similarities. So I started saying, well, let me do, I do a lot of public education. If you go on my TikTok, it's all legal public information. Your stuff is great. Blog, I love your shit. You. You, have, you have like, I mean, you've got videos about like when you get a divorce, who keeps the pets? I'm like, this is, <laughs> people need to be concerned about this. Real <laughs> Which law. is the real reason I'm never getting married because no one's taking my cat. Uh, to, you got to do a prenup. You got to do okay. yeah. prenup. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, things like if you find out the child is yours and he's 15, do you have back child support? You know, those are, the, and all, a lot of my TikToks are from friends, right? I have a lot, and a lot of student loan stuff. I have a lot of, you know, broke friends, activists who could monetize themselves more, but don't have all the information. So that's how I started doing this stuff. And yeah, here we are. I found you and, um, you know, familiar with the concept of sugar dating, and believe it's a really empowering way for women to uh, date. And I think it's, and I was like really shocked as I did more work in this to see how st stigmatized it is and poo-pooed, especially here in DC, like with the Matt Gates uh, scandal, you know, scandal, right? It's scandalous that he's like dating women, like who are, and it's just all messed up. So I think it just feeds into the bigger picture of misogyny and patriarchy in the law in our culture, in social mm -hmm. media. And so that's why I, you know, reached out to you. And now speaking, and now speaking of misogyny and the patriarchy, there's a fucking man on the show. Who is this dude? <laughs> um, hey, I'm you, woke, ladies. 
I, <laughs> he is woke. We, if you, yeah, no, he was worried about his background, but I like it because it looks like you are being held hostage. And some, I, I imagine there's a bunch of chicks, maybe like the, uh, the Russian band Pussy Riot is naked and covered in goat's blood with guns pointed at you being like, you fucking, you say nice things about ladies. Um, and you make sure your tie's on properly. That's right. So, so nice. Yes. Yeah. You look great. Cause you were dressed by women at gunpoint. Um, okay. So like, so, uh, Joseph, let me say, say Joseph Simmons, thank God for zoom. I can do this. I was doing laundry all morning and having mild panic attacks. So Joe, how are you? Who are you? Uh, what, what's your deal? You're a lawyer. What's, what's the story? Yeah. So I think that in order to give a quick intro. Relevantly, I'm a criminal defense attorney. My name's Joe Simons. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, I run a small firm. I've got a few lawyers, but I've gotten into sex work, not personally, but professionally, although I'm cool with whatever people do, as long as it's consensual, legal, all that stuff. Um, And so I've represented people who are sex workers and charged with engaging in prostitution, they call it here in Massachusetts, or I've represented people who are um, paying money to sex workers to engage in prostitution or alleged prostitution. And so for a lot of time, uh, up until recently, the women seem to be unfairly targeted for prosecutions. I think there's been a a wave over the past few years where now um, there hasn't been as many uh, prosecutions for prostitution, but Um, it's been a little bit more even with uh, both the sex worker and the person paying the sex worker have been both targeted, um, at least here in Massachusetts. And uh, I I guess if anyone's going to be prosecuted, it should be fair. Although I, you know, I I don't necessarily agree with the uh, status quo. Yeah, it seems uh, the more I think about it and the more I talk about it, you know, how the idea of like, if, if you have a belief, if people question it, it's good because you're like, oh, let's really look into this and see what do I really think, what I really believe, whether it's like religion, politics, whatever your beliefs are. The more I've dug into the idea of sex work, the more I'm like, why is this even a fucking crime? Who get like the more I, it's the opposite. I think a lot of people are like, especially on TikTok, they come and people try to shame you. And it's like, so I think, okay, let me really take a look at this, a deep dive. And the deeper I dive, the more I'm like, who fucking gives a shit? What are we all like puritanical? Like this all comes from like the Bible. Like I went to private school. (laughs) A lot of this comes from like religions being like, well, but sex is only for procreation and you should don't trade it for money, save it for a ring and someone to put you in their house. It's like, what? I have to be like, save your pussy until a man goes, I pick you, you get to live here and we're going to sign this so that if I leave you, you get half of my shit. It's like, how is that not? That's like long-term prostitution, if we're being honest. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy. Like Jen and I were talking about how you basically exchange your time for money or you exchange your hard work if you're doing a hard job. I mean, almost anything you do, whether it's a, you know, trade and you're out there digging holes in the street for, you know, changing the concrete on the sidewalk or whatever, or if you're like a lawyer and you're changing your time, you're still investing part of your life in exchange for a fee. So how is it different for prostitution? I mean, look, personally, I've never engaged. I probably wouldn't. And I'm in a marriage and, you know, for me personally, I wouldn't do it, but I don't have, it doesn't make sense how it's illegal. If people are consenting and having sex anyway, and it, it, culturally, and it, it just doesn't make sense that 
you make it so that people can go to prison for it and that they get a criminal record and they get charged. And it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's uh, it, the, the whole thing is wild. And this is great because I did not realize until right now that you were specifically a defense attorney for like people any in sex work, right? On either side. Well, so this I, is. I, mean, I do more than that, but I but that's definitely been a part of what I do. Okay, he is a cr- primarily a criminal defense attorney, which is why I I reached out. We're both TikTok lawyers. This is not guilty. He's not guilty on TikTok at yeah. sign, not guilty, and just did some funny videos on urinating in public. What They're hilarious! Now, Watch why is that. now You'll what's wrong that. with that? Well, <laughs> this, this, it's does? not. It's not illegal unless. Unless, Unless, so basically the premise was I got the whole like office involved. If you (laughs) urinate in public in Massachusetts, it's only illegal if you can see the other person's penis or vagina and if you're offended by it or if they're like, otherwise you could just. There's a two prong test. (laughs) Were you offended by this? Two prong test. So you have to be able to hide it and don't be mad. Yeah, yeah, basically. Can't bother anybody. And how do you prove that you were offended? I'm so sick of these people, <laughs> these snowflakes. We'll see that. Well, a woman pissing in public, I mean. You'd have to try to expose yourself, I think. It would have to be, like, purposeful. Right. You'd have to be really over the top. But a lot of times there are these, like, cups that essentially, the technology for women uh, genitalia whether we're talking about a tampon or a pad or even like these pee cups. Have you seen the thing where it's, it looks like a snow cone holder? It's like a cardboard. And it's like, ladies, we could be standing up too. We're just like a boy. And it's like a paper cup with a funnel. And you just put that around your pussy. It's like, this is... Yeah, having like a snow cone it. type of thing? Like a, like yes! a snow cone? So that it's, could definitely save you from prong one. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah, nobody would see anything. They can't be offended, so... So yeah, it's this video got millions of views. It's hilarious. Joe kind of comes out of the sky off a ladder, not offended. It's just so cute. Yeah. Oh, so, that's great. Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah. watch that. So yes, we are. You know, he is per, per, totally no, like criminal defense, which is exactly why you know we because that's that's the the hold people have over sugar dating or sex work is like it's wrong. It's just wrong. You know, and it's like, well, it's not. You know, and then people in their mind get all worked up that it's illegal because it's so wrong. But it's like it's actually. Completely Completely not wrong. Right. And also, I mean, obviously, like the moral thing I, I talk about a lot and we talk about, this is actually important for like legal purposes because I'm getting so many messages from people getting into sugar dating. And I, and I think that there tends to be a thing where if it's like the sugar baby, and I hate that term, um, but if they are over the age of 35, they're usually smart enough to be like, okay, I can kind of navigate not getting fucked over. But younger people, what? So as far as like the specifics, I'm trying to ask this in a way. No, if the, I'm, like, I'm a comedian, I can say whatever I want. It's all a joke if you're a cop. Okay. How do we avoid the criminal stuff? Like what's yeah. the, what are the parts of it that would make it illegal? Well, can I ask you, uh, Wendy, since you're in this world, is there a better term for, you know, instead of sugar babies and sugar daddies, is there something that you prefer? Well, baby just sounds weird, especially because I'm 40. So, uh, and I sound like this. So to me, it would be like, yeah, the sugar baby. It's like, okay, you're not a, you're, you know, uh, I sound like large Marge. So, like a sugar lady? Or, a sugar, yeah. or maybe that's sexist. Sugar I don't know. Lady. Maybe like a sugar person. Yeah, sugar friend. A sugar friend and a sugar boo. I just sugar. say sugar boos. Oh, sugar, sugar boo is cute. I like sugar, sugar bitch. Yeah. Sugar, sugar bitch is nice. Sugar chick. 
sugar you chick. Sugar yeah. Or, chick. or you just like a SB and SD, you know, those are kind yeah, of like, yeah. and I'm from Southern California. So SB seal beach in San Diego. I, I, I think beach terms when I hear those um, mm-hmm. abbreviations, Obviously. but uh, yeah. So like, what is the legality? So I, part- I have a question for you. Maybe we can clarify it for Joe too. When these younger, younger, uh, you know, sisters and folks are writing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they, how are they meeting people? Are they meeting people through online? Are they, and what, you know, what would I guess your, what, what's the first act of actual dating this way? Cause I well, think it, it, that's, that's a big thing is language. Yeah. And the way you present the intention. Right. So what I, what I personally do is, um, because if we're being honest, I just, I just had this conversation three days ago with my friend, uh, Monica, who sold me her car for $1 backstory to that on another podcast, like my personal angel, we were talking and she was saying about like, just some bad dates that she'd gone on. And she's like, yeah, this, I once, I was like a while ago, she's like, I dated this guy who was like older and she goes, the sex was great, but like, he just always wanted to watch baseball and talk about sports. And I was like, this, I'm fucking, this is, I'm bored out of my mind. I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, that's why I charge them. I'll fuck you for free. You have to pay me to be like, oh no, this is interesting. Yeah. The Cardinals. Great. <laughs> like that's what well, I'm, so I'm not, I, I fuck, I'll fuck for free. I love it. Um, but when I word it, so I'm on, um, seeking arrangements or seeking, and I find that to be kind of, of all the sugar dating websites, I find that to be the least, uh, creepy, mostly because mm-hmm. the photo art is a, a male, female couple that seem to be in the same age range. A lot of these, it's mm-hmm. like a grandfather. It was also the first one, correct. And kind of the most legitimate because a lot of people use the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very like, it, so, I mean, Popular. I like it. Uh, uh, they seem to filter people out. Um, and what I have on my profile is just that I'm a comedian, I'm an artist, and I'm looking to meet someone. This is, I started when I was in Manhattan. So I essentially was like, I've been going on bad Tinder dates. I'd like to go out with someone that can at least take me to a nice restaurant since I'm in a city with some of the best places in the world. And I personally, for me, like, I don't have time to date. I can't go out at night and date because I have shows at night. So I, for me to have like a traditional relationship, it just doesn't really work because you got to put in all the time and energy to build emotional connection. And for me, and this sounds maybe like bullshit to a lot of people, but the reason I like sugar dating is because it's already like implied that you're going to have emotional closeness right there. You're, it's not a job interview. You're not like, we're just going in five years. You're like, we're going to have fun right now. Just have a good time, whether it's two in the afternoon, whatever. And just without the pressure of like, well, first we need to go on a few dates and buy me dinner. So I don't have time for that. I don't have time, but I like the closeness and the cuddling and the emotional intimacy uh, on top of all that. So for me, it's a great, it's like instant relationship. You know what I mean? You just like, just add money. Boom. You're a couple. Um, and what I will do in the messaging, and this is, if you're listening, take notes, because I get a lot of questions like, how do you bring up the uh, the money part? Yes. That's where the trouble, and the, yeah, so go on. So I, I get a And then of, Joe, you listen and you analyze what she said. Yeah, okay. yeah. so okay. let me, so here's what I have done. Because, so what I'll do is with the messaging, you get back, I'm out of the gate, like, hey, you seem cool. Let me know if you want to grab a cup of coffee. I I usually will say coffee or a drink, but I prefer coffee. I don't like to do alcohol. 
on the first few dates, especially when you're meeting someone, just you want to stay vigilant. Um, but I'll say, let's get coffee, see if we get along in real life. Just a basic, because it's normal dating. Does somebody pay you to get caught? Like, do you get money for the first date or is that just more like an interview type of? I mean, some people do. I don't. And I say this all the time and I know judgment against hourly, uh, hourly escort to people that are like, yeah, pay me for my fucking time. It's like, I, I don't want to be treated like an hourly person. So I don't behave like one. So I'm not like, you got to pay me for coffee. I don't even know if I like you motherfucker. The thing is, if you're thinking about it and approaching like that, Joe, wouldn't that be under legal code? sex work. I mean, it's exchanging because really it's when you're exchanging a service for the coffee is another thing. I could have coffee with somebody in charge of I mean, right. Yeah, no, I totally, yeah. I guess okay. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, far, no, 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 okay. so far, Wendy, it's not, this is helpful. So go, go on. Like, so once, so you, you have like an initial meeting kind right. of, you know, cause you might not be interested and then you could just say, all right, n- never mind. Correct. Yeah. Because it's not, I, I, I try to not do anything in life out of desperation, even if I am very desperate. I like even a job working at a grocery store. If you go someplace and the management's abusive and they're like, we're only going to pay $8 an hour and you're going to be miserable at that job, even if you desperately need the money, it's like, don't put yourself in any position where you feel like you're being abused or you're unhappy just because you're like, but I need that money. It's like, relax, bad vibes, bad vibes. <laughs> you know, like just go go into any situation from a place of power. Um, so I will not say like, I'm charging you for coffee. What I will say before we meet is, I say, hey, I don't want to make this weird, but I find it's easier to get this out of the way beforehand. What did you have in mind with regards to the arrangement? And they will say, well, I had this or whatever. They'll throw out the number or they say, I'm not sure. What did you have in mind? And I'll just say, well, my last boyfriend did this, but whatever, I'm, you're open. Like I'm, I'm not completely destitute. So I'm open to whatever you might have in mind. Can you give an example or maybe a couple examples of what an arrangement might look like? for somebody that doesn't, that's not in the game? Yeah. So an arrangement, so there will be two different terms. So one is PPM, which is pay per meet, which I know is like your alarm bells going off. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Or or a stipend, a stipend or money for bills or allowance, right? It could be, but the PPM is kind of the, I guess, industry. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So PPM would be a pay per meet. And uh, so that would, whatever that number would be, um, depending on the person. And like, I would say average, I mean, even, even here in the Midwest average, you're looking at like between like three and 500, I would say average depending on the, and how much time, you know, it's, if it's like you're having, you're hanging out for two hours, you're getting lunch, then it's like, that's great. Um, so that's kind of an average amount. And what that looks like when it happens is, uh, you hang out and ideally, like for me, I actually like getting fucked. So this guy that I'm seeing, I'm like, it very, it's like a whole emotional thing. But like, he was like, I just want to have dinner with you and let you know that I just like you for who you are. And he, he left and did not fuck me. And I was so mad. So mad. Like, that's what I, that's, I like this. It's like, I like you as a person. So when that's done, what happens is they leave. It's a normal date. And then I come back in and it's like, oh, the Easter Bunny left a, a envelope. Oh, look, there's something somewhere, huh? I might find it sometimes like three hours later. 
when I'm cleaning and you'll be like, oh, it was in a book or something like that. So then there will just be money kind of somewhere in my apartment. So how is it different in terms of like escort? So there's escort services, of course, there are people who provide similar companionship and, you know, they might go out on dates, they might spend time together, whatever, in exchange for kind of like a pay per meet, I presume, or maybe they do hourly, but is it, is it dissimilar to that sort of setup? Um, I think the the biggest difference is that with sugar dating, these are legitimate, like long-term relationships. Um, so I have, uh, so I don't have like a client roster where my services are just kind of available. Like I'll have people hit me up and they're like, how much for a session? I'm like, oh, oh that's not, that's not what I do. Um, this, I'm not like a massage therapist where it's like, oh God, these fucking people, you know, and you just have to rub their body just because you're like, they're paying me and I have to do this. And so, es- with escorts, it's like sex is the end game. Correct. And there's much less emotional or personal. It's much more transactional. Mm-hmm. And sugar dating is dating with a generous partner, you know, and some agreements so that you're not in this ether of dating of like, does he like me? Does he, am I going to, who's going to pay? Do I have to bring money for the tip? Like all that stuff doesn't happen in sugar dating. So I guess an escorts, yeah, are much more business about business about it. So right. it is a relationship then, but like Jen, like you said, it sounds like it's just that you already have, you're more upfront. Actually, it's like a relationship, but you're more upfront. And there's all these people who do this anyway, outside of sugar dating, <laughs> who one person might provide more financial support to the relationship and both people bring whatever they bring to the relationship. But it sounds like that's more like what it is. It's just, there's a lot of organic relationships like this anyway. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. And the nice thing is the no strings attached. It's really what it is because there's not any expectation of, uh, and I see a lot of this shit on TikTok and even my girlfriends, a lot of women in their thirties, even now they're starting as young as like their mid twenties because in in our brains, we're like, I need to get married and have children. And so they will be with a guy for four or five years, invest all this time and energy. They move in together. They build this life. And they're like, where's my fucking ring motherfucker. And they're pissed. Cause they're like, I put all this time and energy and like, and now, and now it's nothing. And, And so people start to panic. That's the other thing with the sugar dating is it's like, that's not even an issue. an issue. It's like, well, this is this may not go anywhere, but right now tonight, or like, I mean, I've got a situation where I've been with someone for four and a half years, and we live in different cities right now. And but he just is like, you know, when COVID hit, I hadn't seen him, and he was like, "Are you okay?" And he knew that my industry shut down, and he just like sent me money, mm-hmm. and I did not have to send him like a video of me, you know, jerking myself off or whatever. He was just like, oh, I just want, it's it, and not, this is going to say, but it is like my dad, my actual dad, when I see him would always like give me gas money as a kid. And when I worked, cause you know, I worked two jobs. I had like two day jobs and I was always hustling. He'd be like, all right, hey, bro, here's some gas money. You give me 200 bucks. We'd have lunch. And so I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. It's well, like, I think hey, I care about you. Yeah, I don't want care. you to struggle. A lot of the men in these relationships really get get happy from providing support and from making somebody else happy. I mean, that's as humans, right? We're all just seeking like it's what AA is all about, right? Or 12 steps. Humans helping fellow humans. 
seeking love. One of my spiritual mentors yesterday posted on Facebook this whole thing about we're all just we are all just human spiritual creatures on this planet coming back in human form looking for love. And you know, it's that that like drive for the greater good or drive for the positive. And so that's what a positive empowering equitable relationship can look like, like the kind that Wendy has been engaged in, right? Mm-hmm. Long-term, yeah, supportive, I care about you, what can I do for you? Right, yeah. and I guess if somebody just wanted the sex, like, they're obviously they wouldn't be looking for this type of relationship. They would be looking for something else. And so it sounds like, oh, like I said, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of relationships like this, and you even mentioned, like, your father, like, totally non-romantic or non-sexual relationship. Yeah, I, and I'll say that on record. I've never had sex with my dad. That's right. I you didn't. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm edgy. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> but thanks duly for clarifying. Yeah, duly noted. <laughs> But back to what could make it illegal. I'm, you know, afraid for younger, younger girls putting out there because they really want to get in. They want to meet a nice guy and, you know, bringing up this issue of money. And if you really do start saying, well, like a friend of mine who was an attorney said that even having the word transactional on a profile or saying that could lead to something, you know, um, illegal in some jurisdictions. So, yeah. So. What are we looking at for the wording here? Because I will say the profiles, uh, I will see some profiles that chicks have up and it's stuff where it's just, yeah, where it's like, I'm a princess and I need this and that. And it's like, okay, that's, you're, you, you, get, you get back what, what you put out into the world. So I will say that. So if you're a chick uh, or a dude or a they putting a profile on a sugar dating website and if you're kind, if the way you're presenting is like my time is valuable, and it, and if you're very, and if it's very like just give me money and give me stuff, you're me going money. to attract someone that's like okay, here you go, whore, fucking dance for this money, and that's not ugh, that's like abusive, and that I think might be uh, gray area. Yes, yeah, and I, then what about cat? What about Venmo? Or because this is how they got caught up in D.C. Matt Gates and his homies. His congressional homies got caught up because they were they Venmoed payments to some over 18 but under 25 girls that went to Florida or something, the Bahamas with them. And they sent a Venmo and they they subpoenaed the girls' Venmos and it was like tuition, <laughs> right? So okay. what about that? I was like, I'm like, did they send the money and then do like the cat emojis like <gasps> with water squirts? Because that would be like, okay. Tuition. Sure. But that they found be- it in the girls' records huh well i don't know that i mean first of all like yeah be careful what you put on your venmo like transactions but i think wendy like take notes when when you advertise not, i don't know if it's advertised but you put a profile up i'm sure nobody's saying like i'll have sex for money but i think you you'd have to be careful about what you put i mean what if somebody says um looking to give you a good time and be taken care of or something like that. I think there's, there's gray wording where you could, where it could be certainly insinuated and most people would view it as you're looking for a transaction where sex is a part of that transaction, a part of the expectation. And so I, I guess I don't know enough about the common lingo, but if there are certain things like I say, like give a, like a good time or, um, having fun. I don't know if that's like, if there's other euphemisms that people say, but certainly either within the profile or probably more likely within the conversations, if there's conversations and intimacy becomes part of the conversation, especially before there's a a date, um, 
I, I think it could be part of it. Like, there's no contract. I'm sure nobody's signing a contract like, okay, I'm going to, you know, provide this for you and you're going to provide that. It's all sort of based on a conversation. You, you reach an agreement. And if the conversation includes that there's going to be sex or that's a likely part of it, it could become prostitution. It could be something that could be in the current laws in most states illegal and something that somebody could be prosecuted for. Um, so I think that's something people have to be careful of is that even if both parties are willing to, you have to make it clear that no part of the uh, transaction, if you will, is including sex or, or any sort of sexual activity. Okay. Yeah, I did. I've noticed on uh, like um, on websites that are specifically just it's like like hot escort sluts or whatever dot com. The uh, the the front page is like heads up, you are paying for our time. Anything else that happens, that's up to these two adults. And so they're like a lot of the disclaimer. Uh, like just in the, in the writing where you're like, okay, well, but, uh, you know, SA are seeking, they changed it. I did not realize they, you can't post or send. It wasn't even a nude photo. It was just like my ass. No, no pussy. It was actually a very nice photo. They wouldn't let me send that. Mm. They were like, nope, this goes against the guidelines. And so I was like, okay. So I, I me then in like a bodysuit. But like that was okay. So they're really trying to keep it G G rated. Correct. Right. Right. And um, it's what's interesting is like I, I don't know, and even like the censorship on I understand like Instagram and things because kids can look at nudity and like explicit content. But it's interesting, like Google Play. My friend uh, just sent me an article that Google Play is uh, getting rid of any type of sugar dating apps. I saw, yeah, I did, that popped up in my newsfeed. And there's a lot of scammers. I mean, I think this topic is really important because it's also, I don't, well, a solicitation, Joe, if a, if a, if a, a, a man or a, some, a person, let's say a, a sugar boo is seeking a sugar sweetie, right? Um, regardless of gender, if they reach out and say, Hey, can I be your sugar daddy? Hey, I'll spoil you. Hey, baby, let me, you know, like you be my goddess for, is that illegal? If the, the is that solicitation? Cause I think that happens a lot just because the internet is trash and people are pedophiles. Um, and there's been like investigative journalists, you know, who, who have gone undercover, you know, age changed themselves to be 13 year olds on Instagram and get like the dick pics right away. Like it's very dangerous out there. So how about that? Oh, and then there's the, also to add to those types of solicitations, there's, and Jeannie Braun, um, Braun lawyer on TikTok did a whole, did a video about this, um, sugar, sugar booze, trying to hook up a sugar sweetie and sending them like, here's my PayPal link. If you just put in the code, you, there's $800 waiting for you, baby. All you have to do. So isn't that like fraud? So I think there's also a conversation. We talked about this. Um, Joe in Vegas is like, isn't there also a civil piece here? Like, is there civil crimes that could be committed the other way or civil claims, right? What if we decide it's not legal and then we have this agreement and I'm the sugar, I don't get what I want. No, you know, but I think let's really stick with like the solicitation piece. Is that that's dangerous and important? That's a great question. I just want to piggyback on that before, before we throw it to Joe. I, I got a 
comment this morning. I woke up and I get this a lot and I'm going to make a more like specific TikTok about this. Yeah. Um, it, it, so if you're listening again, pay attention. If you get hit up on Instagram or TikTok, or if it's a dude with leaving a, a I get this under my, if I write sugar daddy or sugar, anything, there'll be accounts that pop up in my comments and they're like, Hey, I'm really looking for a sugar baby, a thousand dollars a month allowance. But it's like, first of all, that's such a fucking scam. It's a scam, scam, scam. And no one, there's not a service fee. This chick was like, Hey, this guy said he only uses PayPal, but I have to pay 25 bucks. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no. And the, the legit people are not hitting you up on social media. And that's a great question because I was actually thinking about that this morning. I'm like, these people are committing crime. Like it's, they're, it's like, they're kind of committing some kind of a crime or it's like a fraud or they're, they're, they're stealing money. It's like the lottery scam shit in like Jamaica or whatever. So I don't know mm-hmm. if we need to make like a reggaeton song like <laughs> they do over there about like, you know, don't uh, fall for online scammers. But yeah, what kind of recourse, if any, does the sugar, uh, the sugar sweetie have because I feel like that might be scary because you're like, well, I don't want to go to the cops because they'll be like, were you a fucking prostitute? And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I guess like, well, look, overall, I mean, that brings up kind of a separate point too, is that like sometimes when people are, are engaged in sex work that is technically illegal, they're afraid to go to the police because they don't want to end up being prosecuted. And so I know some states have enacted policies so that to encourage people to come to the police. Like, hey, if you come to the police to report a crime, we're not going to prosecute you for engaging in sex work. And I think that's good because you don't want people to be in a vulnerable position where they're going to be taken advantage of or hurt or worse, and then they feel like they can't come to the police. So I think that's happening a little bit, but also for the people who may be watching this and maybe the sugar sweeties, um, you know, look, if something happens like that and you get defrauded, um, I guess you have to be careful of what you say. I mean, and also you may have to turn over conversations if you've had conversations with this person about, you know, and that's why I guess going back to what you say before you meet up, you really want to be careful not to talk about engaging in sexual activity if there's a financial piece to it. I mean, if there's no financial piece to it and both people are, you know, over 18 and it's all consenting, I guess it's fine. But because of this arrangement where there is an expectation of financial compensation or stipend or something and potentially sex you just don't want them in the same conversation so if going to sugar dating you just in my opinion from a criminal defense lawyer you really don't want to be talking about intimacy and sex definitely in writing but also like in in with the conversation about what is expected or what you're going to do together or what you want even what you want to do together because if the let's say the sugar provider uh, is saying, Hey, I want to get with you. I want to see you. I want to you know, be with you. I want to be intimate with you. Even if you're not officially like, okay, yes, I will do this for that. It's still like, okay, well that's implied not, or it's part of the conversation. That's the speaking crime that my friend was really. Yeah. That's part about. of the conversation. Yeah. And then if you yeah. do ultimately meet and you do hang out and end up getting intimate, like, and somebody reports it or whatever and the police or somebody comes and finds out like you've you've potentially engaged in prostitution so mm-hmm. i think that's part of it but but also before well, well, wendy no i'm sorry jen brought up a really good point about what kind of recourse you could have 
So I talked about criminally, like you should report things if you're the victim, but be careful about what you've said beforehand, hopefully. Um, civilly, if, again, if it's one of those conversations that leads to uh, meeting up and then intimacy, potentially any breach of that contract could leave you with really no options because if it is deemed to be a contract, including for sex and it's a prostitution contract, it's not legal in most states. And so that if a sugar baby, I'll say, um, gets ripped off or frauded civilly, there may not be much they can do if there is that talk about sex within the uh, conversation. So I think people have to be mindful of that and um, just know that it's, it's a potential risk. Well, you made me think of something you asked about, you know, what's the difference between escorts, escorting and sugaring. I mean, they're both in person, more or less. They're both um, a form of companionship, but with true escorting, escorts, escorts, they're business people and um, it's up front, right? There's, whereas with sugar dating, it's, it's a relationship. So you might not talk. And I would say probably don't talk about money at that first coffee or, you know, talk about it in like more experiential, like what, what, you know, has been the past, uh, experience or, um, just, just kind of have a, have a conversation that's not just offering this for that. And I think like Wendy, like you said, when younger, younger folks are trying to sort of explore this type of dating, I think it's, it's, it creates like an equity in the relationship. It's really empowering. And it's also really important to hold that power. And one way you hold that is by just like not putting, being, putting all the cards on the table or talking about money in the very, very, very first or resources. Cause it's not always money. It's like shopping. I mean, like I've heard lots of, another thing that brought a lot of young, I mentor a lot of 20 and 30 year olds, right? 20, like, cause I've, I've been with teenagers and up through college students and now they're older and I hear all the time now because it's also part of our popular culture I just need a sugar daddy you know I just need a sugar daddy like pay for my nails and pay for my stuff and you know pay for some child care and boo 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 and you know it's like I just think that term should be really thought through mm-hmm. yeah well this idea that the the need it it puts you in a power of, uh, I would say a little bit of a place of like weakness, right? So it takes away your power. If you're coming at it where it's like, I need this, I need this money. I need this. And the other thing too, that I get, this is a whole other thing, but the idea of like the, the nails and the purse and to kind of elevate your lifestyle. It's like, no, what, if that's what you want, you need to get married because you can lock that in long-term because you can't, it's like anything you can get addicted to money. You can get addicted mm-hmm. to all that. And that's the one thing. And you know, and I've talked about that on previous episodes. You have talked about that, like save the money, invest it, have a goal. Right. And I think that's really important. That's not just about, yeah, paying for um, Levitons. Right. And it should not be, and this is the other thing too, I think this is the big difference with um, sugar dating and with like escort. Uh, the, well, the, the big difference, at least on my end is, an escort would probably brush her hair, put makeup on. I rarely do that. Once I get to know someone, I'm like, well, yeah, if you're, yeah, I just got done working out. Yeah. I like literally will be just out of the shower. I'm like, sorry, this is what, you know, so, um, giving them the real relationship, like, yeah, this is relationship. yeah, this is, it is good. That's the, like, this is, I laugh at something. Like, this is the real girlfriend experience. You walk in and I'm like, I got to take the trash out. I haven't, she's like, I'm coming over in half hour. I'm like, I haven't shaved in two weeks. So, uh, 
you either give me time or give me a break. You have two <laughs> options. <laughs> like, um, but the other thing is with escorts and again, it's cause it's sex work is work. It's fucking, it's, it's work and like dancers and all that stuff there. That's the primary source of income. I think ideally if you want to have like a legitimate sugar relationship that lasts a long time, that should not be your primary source of income. I understand you fall in hard times. Hey, fuck it. I get it. The pandemic shut down my entire industry. And I mean, I moved to this $550 attic, you know, like I'm I just, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like, you know? Um, so I get it that sometimes that's kind of the main thing, but if the whole goal of if you're approaching sugar dating, and I think a lot of younger people I see do this, rather like, well, I just want money. I don't, why do I need a job? I yeah. just, my parents paid for my entire fucking life. And then I went to college and now I just want to buy my stuff. It's like, get a fucking regular job, go clean a toilet. Like have some mm. life experience, <laughs> learn to take care of yourself. And it's, and this is where I kind of diverge from most people that are in sugar dating, especially on TikTok. Cause it's a bunch of hot people. I was going to say, you really see a lot of ridiculous videos like that on TikTok. Right. And every, if you're listening, please ignore every one of them. Yeah. Because it's entertainment. Like, yeah, it's exactly. And even mine is entertainment. Like I'm the, their jokes. It's like, I, I'm whatever, but like, I also try to be a little bit realistic. Cause I Educational. get, I get real questions about it, but yeah, like go get a fucking shitty minimum wage job. I know it sucks. I did it for a long time, but to come at it from more of a place of like, I'm looking for a boyfriend, but I don't want to get married. Like I want the, all the benefits of having like a dope husband or boyfriend, like all that. I want all the benefits of having, being like a rich housewife, but also, uh, have my autonomy. That's what it is. It's someone that's like, I respect you. I want you to be taken care of and be comfortable and not go hungry or worry about how you're going to cover your rent. But I also love you so much that I'm going to let you do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not going to try to control you and like, make you be like, yeah, you want, you want this money? Do my laundry, bitch. Do my laundry. And this is how I like my pork chops cooked. You're like, gee, that was like a bad deal. <laughs> Wendy, let me ask you this. Do you ever have a time when, like, let, let's say it's a long-term relationship and things change in any relationship over time, do you ever, like, renegotiate in explicit terms? Like, how, I don't know whether you talk about the money very often or whether it doesn't come up much, but do you ever renegotiate and want more or they want more out of the relationship or of your time or whatever, and then, you, you know, you have to talk about what that would entail financially? Um, I have had that like once I, it was once and it was a guy who was like trying to like move me in. Uh, and I said, Oh no, 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 no. But what was interesting about that situation is he did this thing where he tried to be like, I really, I, he was like, Oh, I just forgot to send you money. Well, I just feel like this is so real. And I feel like we really like each other. So can we stop doing the money thing? And it's like, now how much sense does that make? If you're like, you know what? Before, when I was just like hanging out with you because I thought I had a great pussy, I was happy to give you money. But now I like, I kind of love you. So I think it's time for me to cut you off financially. You're like, that seems like backwards logic, doesn't it? That's it. It's like, because it seems like if you really like someone, you would be like, no, I really want to help you. I really want to support you. I right. So if someone does that, happy. if you're listening, yes. that's a quick bonus tip. That's someone who's a manipulative, uh, a lot of times narcissist. And I hate, I know that term is like kind of overused, but that's, that's a very specific um, behavior of that personality type. Uh, but I, I don't bring up any kind of negotiation because 
I really do my best to not have explicit conversations about the money because it feels weird to me and it just feels like it sullies the actual relationship. Yeah, well, I think what you described earlier about like, oh, you know, finding the like the Easter bunny, whatever, finding an envelope later on, I think that makes it more authentic in terms of the, the relationship. And it sounds like that's part of what you're doing, but also it sounds like you're you're giving tips because you, you you think about things before you do it. And I guess not everybody going into it probably has the same forethought about, you know, what to talk about, what not to talk about. So for mm-hmm. you, it sounds like you're probably not at a big risk of being in trouble because you're not really talking in those terms. But I can imagine scenarios where somebody might get involved and it might be more about the sex or at least partly about the sex for one or both of the people. So I think that that's like to Jen's point earlier, I think that makes sense that, you know, you have to just think of those things. So it's good that people like you are being open and honest and sharing your experience and your, uh, perspective on those things with people who are looking to potentially get into this um, role. Yeah. Well, and this is interesting, the wording. I didn't even think about that with the writing. Cause yeah, I did not even fucking, well, I know I actually took a video down cause I had a video up um, where it was about money and it was about not touching the money. And I was like very smart when cleverly mm. worded, but a lot of trolls cause they, you know, they'll fuck with your shit. And so I looked down at that video and I was like, I'm just going to pull this one off. It's not been flagged, but I don't even want this to, I don't even want anyone to look at this. Um, But I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If you're talking about things explicitly, well, I also, my parents are all, they're retired now, but they're retired police officers. Oh my God. And I watched a lot of true (laughs) crime. And so I'm very aware of all this because you see all these tapes where people like hire a hitman to kill their spouse and it's an undercover. And it's it's like, the guy doesn't have to actually be shot. What you get in trouble from talking about it. Mm -hmm. And even if you try to be coded and they're like, yeah, this is what I want done. Yep. And here's the, once you, just the conversation and you give the money, it's like, you're goodbye, motherfucker. Goodbye. Yeah. So it's the same thing with this, because even though, again, this, I think all sex work should be legal. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's, I, we all are on the same page where it's like, if you're a grown up and everyone's consenting, obviously trafficking is terrible. And while we're on that topic, shut down most nail salons. I mean, that's, it, I shut down cruise ships. I worked on a cruise ship. That's indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. fucking, that's yes. trafficking. Um, uh- it's, I, and when I worked on a cruise ship, I was like, this is bananas, you know? Um, How is somebody selling their skills as a contract writer or court litigator any different than them selling their skills as a great giver of pleasure right? and time and companionship and dinner conversation and like freaking advice? I don't know, just companionship. But I do want to say that like one thing my understanding of dealing with like clients doing all this range of this type of work, sugar dating has sugar booze, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for different reasons. 
Like just like any relationships, people are on Tinder or going to the bar or going to Bumble or going to the whatever, the meetups, the restaurant groups or hikes. And they're like, I want a long-term relationship. I want somebody to like help me raise my children. I want somebody to share the bills. You know, everybody has different reasons for, for looking for whatever type of relationship they're in. And with the sugar dating culture, I think particularly men, just because that's how it started, right, come into it because they're in a marriage that has no romance. They're in a marriage. And it, and that's, this comes from our culture pushing marriage at such a young age. A lot of people, you know, like their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like have been in these long-term relationships with these children. They don't want to upset their, their world, but they, as humans, right, this greater psychology and need and emotional need, like we need intimacy, we need comfort, we need companionship, we need to laugh, we need to feel loved, we need to feel appreciated, we need to feel like we're doing something good for someone else. We want to see, sometimes marriages go so long and neither partner's happy and neither partner's making each other happy. And so sometimes I think one of the appeals and like with sugar dating, a big piece is discretion, just like any of this, right? That idea that this is just between a few people, it's like private because it serves this like deep, I think, need for a lot of people. And that is also worth something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's reciprocal, you know, and that's why it's it's like a relationship. So um, when we start being like, where's the money? Then I think it messes that up. And then yes. it does kind of get into the grayer area. Even like marriage, though. I mean, to, to some extent, what you're describing is marriage, like somebody giving up <laughs> other opportunities, whether contract. it's career, sexual, their time, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a contract. And sex is part of it. So it is kind of weird. Like, you're, I mean, it's different because it's one person, I guess. And it's, you know, like like Wendy, you said, like, religiously people are more you know that's that's what they're taught that it's okay but to an extent i mean it's it's just in on the spectrum of what we're talking about and and uh jen earlier we talked about like oh why not about giving someone pleasure why can't you pay somebody that's going to do that you get a massage you're getting you're feeling good it's completely legal it's not sexual but like you know they're touching you all over they're making you feel good you're paying them a decent wage and a tip and why can't you do the same for sex? Yeah. It's just like a couple inches over and a slightly right, different movement. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You hear that? You hear that? Uh, male massage therapist? It's just a couple inches over. Don't be so fucking lazy. It's right. It's literally right there. It's right there. <laughs> Sorry. Just to anyone in the St. Louis area. Uh, and also Austin. I'll be in Austin uh, starting in September. So male masseuses. I'm sorry, massage therapist. I think masseuse is like derogatory. Who fucking knows? Um, yeah, well, the, that's what is so crazy. And like the marriage thing. Here's what's interesting too. I've dated through the site a couple of guys that have dated uh, like long-term were married. And they both said, they both were like, they're like, this has saved my marriage because... And this goes back to the pressure to get married when you're young. Mm. And women are trained, you know, we're trained from the time we start dating. Like when you go out on a date, you do not have sex and you do not, nothing sexual. Like that's for, you save that for the right person. I went to private school. Um, And so you're told, you're, so you're, what's, and what's crazy. And this is what's so when people are like, I can't believe women are, are, are selling their body. First of all, I'm not selling my body. I want to do a tick. This will get pulled in a fucking heartbeat, but I will be like, you're selling your soul. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm selling my body. Uh, would be, that's more in line with marriage. That's where someone goes, here's jewelry, sign this piece of paper, get your ass inside. 
I'm not selling my soul. I'm renting my holes, which is funny on stage. It is not TikTok that will be pulled. Fuck it, right? Well, when um, I was preparing for this, I was thinking of that saying, why buy the cow when you can have the milk for free? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that kind of play into what you're saying? And I was like, what a ridiculous, yeah. stupid, stupid ass. Well, it's so stupid. Well, and I, the TikTok that I did, men were very, I put a TikTok with that joke. Men were more upset that a woman over 40, and and I'm 39, but I'm 40, I round up. Uh, Thank you. But a woman, a 40-year-old woman was at a bar by herself. They were just like, maybe it's because you're at a bar. It's like, first of all, you stupid motherfucker. (laughs) That story didn't really happen. It happened. <laughs> it was a heckle at a show. And I was like, this would be funny in a script. How do I? It's like, I'm a professional performer. They're like, well, are you mad? I'm like, I'm a fucking a comedian, writer, actor. And I just threw my pen on my microphone. But it's funny. But I'm like, hold, Wendy, hold back, hold back. But the joke I made was like, oh, you know, that no one's going to buy the cow if they're getting the milk for free. And then the joke I made was, okay, first of all, uh, the, this cow is not for sale. And also I've been milked by enough idiots that I, started selling or charging by the glass. It's a very funny joke. Um, but I thought I was like, I said that to a heckler and I was like, God, I want that. That's funny. How do I rework that for TikTok? Um, but it's all like alcoholics because they're like, you were at a bar. I'm like, you feel taking shots of like Jameson at 2 p.m. in a windowless room. That's what I think you think when I, when I say bar, I'm drinking usually Pellegrino and having oysters at the bar of a fine dining establishment (laughs) with a laptop. Um, But yeah, the whole thing is like, it's, it's like, it's idiotic. Um, But the marriage thing back to that, women are trained to be like, don't give up your pussy. It's the only thing a man wants. So it's like, well, you'd, you'd have to be an idiot. If from the time I can comprehend what's happening around me, I'm being fed this message that the most valuable thing about me is my body, specifically my sex organs. Why would I not try to monetize that? If this is like, this is the most valuable thing, wars are started over this place. It's like, so why, I'm going to just let one asshole buy for a piece of jewelry? Are you insane? Here it's like having a mansion. Problem. It's like, I'd Airbnb this shit, you know, yeah, pay some yeah. cleaners. <laughs> I own the property. Right. I own the I property. Mean, but it's the oldest profession. <laughs> and it, it, it's like all that. The herein lies the, the essence of the problem, right? Right. But it's, uh, mm-hmm. and again, no offense, Joe, you're great. You're one of the good ones. But this yeah. is all, all this shit was put into place because men were like, okay, we can kind of run everything. But we all agree. We get real dumb. And we'll do a lot of stupid shit for pussy. So we'll just tell women. It's to protect the men, then. It's really just to protect us from, from ourselves. It is. They're like, so we'll tell women that if they enjoy sex, uh, they're whores and they're bad yeah. people and they're going to hell. Like, women aren't even supposed to like it. It's like, you like having sex. You fuck, you're, that's for making babies. That's for your husband. So that's, so women, a lot of times, when we buy into this, you've got this fucked up dynamic where the man's like, yeah, this is my woman and she better be a virgin. And this is my fucking pro-. You know, not that they all think that way, but on some level, you're like, yeah, this is my fucking, that's my woman. And part of the deal is I would like to have sex with my wife once a week, right? Um, or whatever. More but, than once a week, but I get it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to be, oh, I'm like a, if I had my way, I once broke up with a guy, this was years ago, we lived together. And I was like, we should be fucking once a day. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be real quick in the morning. You're already here. Again, like the massage therapist. It's literally like right here. It's an inch away. Just like, just three minutes, three minutes yeah. and I'm out and I'm done and I can move on with my day. Um, 
But like women, a lot of times get fucked up about sex because we're so anxious about like, you don't act like you like it. Don't give it away. You have to find a good partner. And so we're so uptight about it. And there's so many hacky jokes about this, but it's like, you kind of act like, yeah, I'm really into sex. I'm really into whatever. And then you get a ring. And as soon as you're in the house, you're like, thank God I can unbutton my pants. I can fucking (laughs) stop working out. I'm never giving a blowjob again. And so, because we've been like, aha, we did it. We weren't that big of whores and we secured uh, a husband and a house. Great. We won this, the video game We're you know, it's bonus lives. And so women don't enjoy sex as much because they're just like, I already, well, I'm, I'm in. Why don't, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it's, a, it's but then the idea of like a, their husband then being like, well, then I want to have a girlfriend or I want to pay, go get a massage and get jerked off. People get all ups, upset about it. It's like, well, like, what do you want people to do? I would do that. I broke up with it. So it's not even a man, woman thing. It's like, human touch affection. That's like a, and I think we like, don't talk enough about that, that there's Mm -hmm. just these needs, like the relationships in general are not just about like supporting me or supporting you financially, or I need somebody to pay my bills or I need somebody to have kids with, but there's like all this other, just like, what's the word, like discrete needs in, in humanity that, you know, we, we bury, you know, unless you have parents that are cool like that and help you, you know, be in touch with that. But it's just, it gets, it's just so complicated. Well, but, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's also like what, you, but the sugar dating and, and even if sex work were legal, I mean, it actually, you kind of get to a point where you're being more upfront and honest with the other person about what you want. And, you know, as opposed to like, Wendy, like you said, you get in a marriage and sometimes then that's the end of the sex but, life. But, but you know what? It's also, it's also, this is what got me into it initially, initially was the tax issue. And it is also what got Ruth Bader Ginsburg into gender equity law was taxation and tax law. I mean, that was, I think one of her first cases she brought to the Supreme Court. So it goes back to the economy, right? It's always money and power. You know, I think another reason why somewhere along the line, the cis men in power said women can't commodify this. We can't let them have total control over this is because it's so freaking valuable. And women who are like the sluttepreneurs in the world, the only top only fans creators or the, you know, any, uh, there's one woman, I'm forgetting her name. She's Jeannie's client. I'll find her, but she's on TikTok. I mean, women who actually can, um, monetize their work this way, whether through online courses or they're doing the cam work or they're doing it, you know, but they're doing it in a legal way, make so much money. Like they make so much money. They can make sometimes a grand a day, do you know, but like really playing it. And that's where I think it's so dangerous too, because like, unfortunately, you know, young, young women, I mean, over 18, but can like make some real money doing this. And if they're not managed properly or managing themselves properly, the money is just, and everything else goes, you know, it's unhealthy. They're emotionally manipulated, the drugs, alcohol, the money gets, they're not saving or spending or investing, but the women who, and I think TikTok is helping in this way too, Wendy, and people like you, like creators like you are, are like creating this more like empowering platform to handle it as a business. And, you know, if that could happen more and more and more, and then we eventually do completely, like if sex work were totally decriminalized, women would be so wealthy. I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. 
And it would so, take away a lot of the danger of, you know, people doing trafficking and all of it involved, like, and, and more of the money would go to the woman and or all, all of it would go to the woman. Actually, that's what another thing, like legally, legally, we could talk about political issues. We talked about this earlier, Wendy, in like the pre-show, right? Um, DC almost decriminalized sex work. You know, they had a bill that that in law school I got really involved with was, you know, advocating to decriminalize sex work in the District of Columbia, where, you know, the people who were prostituting or caught up in that with would no longer be criminally uh, ticketed. And it was eventually defeated in 2019. But that bill had a long fight. And I think, you know, um, if that that would have been great if D.C. had done that. I know Nevada has decriminalized it. You know, I don't know what the logistics are around it, um, taxation and whatnot. But, you know, there's places you go, you get. But that's really just the the sex work piece. But that liberalizes everything else, I think. And it also creates a, a more open culture about it and more empowering, especially for young girls. It's like you can be an Instagram model model, but you can't like again, just a few inches over. So it's like this gray area, but we're sending such terrible messages to young female entrepreneurs or young entrepreneurs in general who want to commodify or monetize this aspect of their skill set. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, as a, as a woman, like we, we know this from the time we're kids, like we're sexualized from the time we are teenagers. I'm the same age as Britney Spears. And I can remember when her videos came out, she was dancing around at my cousin who at the time I think was like, that little 20. schoolgirl uniform. Yeah. My cousin at the time, I think where I was talking about this, he was like 27 or 28 and she performed at the Super Bowl. And we were all at the house watching the game and he's like, oh, Britney Spears is so hot. And I remember I looked at him and I was like, she's my age. And he's like, what? I thought she was like 22. I go, wow. no, that's what they do. And look at like beauty pageants. So girls from the time we're it's like makeup. So we're like sexualized from the time that we're young. Even you look at like, uh, you know, or working in entertainment. I know that a lot of like in fashion magazines, I have friends are photographers, oh. makeup artists. So you, these, these girls and you, they market them as women, but you look at the cover of a, like of Vogue and you're like, look at this supermodel. This is like a really hot 22 year old. Those are a lot of times under 17 year old girls. So we're sexualized from such a, a young age. And, and, and we like, uh, they, I mean, fuck, I, I've had even in standup where I go on stage and I've shaved my head a couple of times and I cut it short and whatever. But I've had notes from male producers, one who used to be the, the booker for um, the Letterman show, came and saw a showcase. I remember this is when I first started. I crushed. The, my job is to go on stage and be funny and entertaining. I, mur- I mean, I murdered. Everyone was like, you're going to get past. You're getting into this festival. I crushed harder than anyone. And I remember this so clearly. All these dudes were like, you're going to fuck. I did not get into the festival. Um, and the booker, Eddie Brill, I'll say his name here. He's been nice to me since, but that was a cunty thing that he said. Um, he walked up to me and he said, you're really funny. I, it would be helpful if you acted more like a woman, like maybe wear a dress and talk a little bit softer. Sure. He said, you present like, you present a very strong male energy. So, so even as a comedian, I was told, hey, maybe put on a dress and kind of tone your voice down a little bit just so like men will be more, perce-. it's like, sexualize you. your act. 
Correct. So when we're told that now, so and even on TikTok and you look at Instagram. So as a woman, I can use my body. I can do a filter on TikTok where it's like, ooh, it's a silhouette, right? Where they're just like getting intel and they essentially have a photo of your naked body. Um, so I could, or I could just do a video where I'm just like dancing around and like wearing a sweatsuit and then just like in a bikini showing almost my entire naked body, but just little bits covered up. That's fine because I can choose my body if I'm making money for a company. Mm, so right. I'm allowed to use my sexuality for the profit of TikTok. That, those videos all fly. It'll just be like a hot chick in a car, just like half naked, just being, Ugh. but I have videos pulled. I specifically dress kind of like this. Not a lot of makeup. I don't, I don't dress suggestively at all. I don't use curse words for the most part. I try to not be sexual at all. And I try to just be like smart and funny, but they'll pull my shit if I, like the joke I made about using Ben Gay as lube, it's a hilarious joke. And it's like, it's obviously a joke. And it's like, not, it's not sexual. It's like, I'm being stupid. Now that got pulled. Cause it's like, Oh, wait a minute. She's talking about sex work, but she's not showing her naked body. And it's for my own empowerment and the empowerment of other women that will get pulled. So it's very, it's so transparent that it's, yeah. Yeah. So, and even like only fans, they take 20% cut of everything. And then on top of that, you're taxed. 40, 40, what? 38%, 1099. You're a 1099 contractor. So you pay full self-employment taxes. Yep. They take 20%. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what do you, you you keep 40% of your OnlyFans Uh and you pay that 1099. Just so if you're listening, Mm -hmm. that you have to pay that at tax time, y'all. So you might be making all the money all year because this has happened to to many, many, many people. You know, they make the money and they're like, ooh, fat check, fat check, fat check, 1099. And then they get that tax bill come, you know, January. And they're like, oh my God, I have to pay. So if you're doing this kind of work, please put away 28% of whatever you're earning in a savings account or be ready to pay that at tax time or you're going to have to owe to the IRS. And I do have a video about that form (laughs) if you need to make installment payments to the IRS, but it's not fun, you know? So, you know, know your business if this is going to be your business. Good info. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. The only fans, I had a young girl, she was like, um, with taxes, she goes, no, but don't they, they take it out. I think she thought it was like, like Like a W2. Yeah. This is like, that's not what this is, sweetie. They're not doing you any favors. And we're like, no, no, we're going to put this in your, do you want us to put this 20%? And do you have a, do you have a Roth IRA? Is that yeah, where like, you where do you, where is your, inve- where is your investment, um, your, or your accounts? No, that's not what this is. You're saying. Yeah. <laughs> they are taking, now, as far as the legal stuff with OnlyFans, that's totally, doing online stuff is fine, correct? Yeah, well, yeah a lot I mean, of the sites are good. Oh, sorry, Jen. Yeah. Oh, no, go on. Well, I was going to say, like, so I did look up in Massachusetts just because I was curious about that too. Like, is there any, you know, they call, so for prostitution, the statute that people get charged with for sex workers usually is sexual conduct for a fee. So it sounds like sexual conduct for a fee would include uh, virtual OnlyFans, cam girls, stuff like that. Um, in Massachusetts, it does require touching. There's a it, part of the statute talks about what is sexual contact, and it does have to be in person, something between two people. So either intercourse, fellatio oral sex, you know, some, something like that. Master birth. I love fel- fellatio. I love it. I feel like I'm talking <laughs> with my dad. I'm like, Oh, 
I was just reading from the statute, actually. I do. I love it. <laughs> They literally literally like, the law is so old, y'all. Everybody I would love they said they're like, okay, so, so fellatio, sodomy, rim jobs. Excuse me, what? Rim job? <laughs> rim job is in there? <laughs> well, there is, there is that that where was that development in on, on some of the websites. Um, if there were two people in the camera in the shot, they banned the the accounts. So that was a new policy that came. Um, you know, a few months ago, and it affected a lot of people's income because they were, they were, their boyfriend, girlfriend were doing their, you know, their work because the camming is actually legal. It's entertainment. It's legal entertainment, whatever you're putting on the camera. But yes, what you said, uh, Joe, once two people are like, I guess, touching in it. And then obviously if you have any children anywhere in the screen, that's just like, complete felony and no, 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 never, but, but you'd be surprised. Actually, I just want to say with younger people and like kids, if you're listening, some people might be, um, have like their little brother, sister in the room, you know, especially with like the past year of everything virtual. That could could be like a way bigger. It's like a freaking, it's like a horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in terms of the actual business, right? Yes. OnlyFans created a new policy mid, mid last year, I think where, um, it affected a lot of creators because their work involved two people or maybe three people, you know, whatever we're doing. So, but yeah, take it down. So, Interesting. Yeah, I got to look into that because I have someone, well, well, actually I will just ask you, well, I mean, I could look it up, but I have a, a guy, a sugar daddy that I've seen a couple times. It's like a long distance thing and he's really into um, photos and oh sending photos is oh no he was like he that? was like let's take photos of us together oh. and videos on his phone i uh, yeah that could always get in the wrong hands yeah i mean i'm a real big perv and honestly can i tell you i, I saw i have an only fans and i don't really like people are like what if this gets leaked i'm like fucking i hope it does get leaked <laughs> i hope it does i if i could put this on instagram hey, if I could leak my <laughs> if i could put this picture of my pussy <laughs> on a christmas card and mail it out i would <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm like yeah, yeah. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna not have cellulite. <laughs> Fucking please, <laughs> send these pictures to everyone. Like well, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean that's why I have an OnlyFans. I'm like leak that shit. <laughs> but if, the crazy thing too is if you're doing OnlyFans, going back to whether there's any illegality, like you're doing sexual conduct for a fee. You may not be touching, but you're certainly having people engage and people, I'm sure, are requesting things. I know, I'm sure some people probably do extra like videos for people that might pay a higher premium or whatever. I think that if people are doing that, you're basically, you're engaging in sex for a fee. Like if it's going to be legal, what the fuck? Why not just let it be legal? And if you're not going to make it legal, why the inconsistencies? Because somebody's, well, Maybe like you said, Wendy, somebody else is getting paid for it. Maybe that's maybe that has something to do Why with it. Why not tax it? License it. Like yeah. like gambling. I did a whole consult to some sports gam sports bookies. I mean, they're 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 not bookies, they're they're brokers in New Jersey. And you know, they take uh, you know, wagers for uh athletic games. I didn't even realize until I had this consult, but like sports betting is huge money no wonder people care so much about these games and point is all the licenses cost money there's fees on the you know the the wagers there's fees on the this the internet i mean there's just fees on everything so why not just make the you know u.s government it's, it's just so obviously misogynistic because they could be taxing it and 
eradicating a lot of federal debt or state debt or however they want to do it. And I'd love to know how much Nevada is. I, I, I really need to research how Nevada is doing it. I think that's my next little project. Yeah, it would be good. They could collect tax money. And also it would cut down on, like we're talking about earlier, like Joe was saying, where a lot of sex workers are the victims of not just like being defrauded, but straight up getting murdered. Watch any true crime show. That's any serial killer just like, oh, I'll just kill a prostitute because that's like not a real person. Even, and my parents are retired cops, but I know this to be true, that the way that the law looks at, if you like, oh my God, there's a dead body. A woman was killed. They'll be like, oh, she was a hooker. Okay. So it becomes like a lower priority. And that's just, and so that's the other thing is if you legalize sex work, it's like, oh no, I got to start treating women like people. Ugh. But we went in the olden days where women couldn't even like have a credit card unless they were, had their husband's name on it. We want the olden days where like a woman's not a full person until she's married and attached to a man. It's well, the same. This, yeah. yeah, that puts people in risky situations because if oh. you go around and sneak around and try to avoid the law, like it's going to inevitably cause people to be more likely to be in dangerous situations. Whereas if you have licensing and you can put, you know, safety precautions in place and Jesus, even like, you know, marijuana is legal, thank God, finally, in, in a lot of places. Like, you know, they have police outside to make sure it's safe. It was the weirdest fucking thing going in a, you know, pot shop with a police officer outside. But, um, <laughs> but the, you know, it's it makes sense. Like, keep things if legal, safe, and that way, you know, there's less risk to people on either side of it for getting ripped off or hurt or killed. So... Yeah. It's what's wild too is with people with the arguments with sex workers are like, well, it's immoral and people's lives get ruined and ruins, you know, like it can ruin a marriage or someone could be, it's like, okay, you are also describing gambling, which is, uh, they've found loopholes. You're also describing alcohol. You're also describing like so many people are in AA from alcohol. I will tell you, I have done not a ton of drugs, but I've done, I loved cocaine very much. I will tell you, alcohol when I was like, it got off everything. And I was like, oh, I can have a glass of wine. I was like, oh, this is the f- alcohol is, to me is like the worst. So it's like, so uh, like, I, I mean, people have like ruined their lives, ruined marriages. They drunk drive and like kill family members. So this idea of like, yeah, but, but in the Bible and so that sex is bad and it's only for a husband and a wife. It's like, what are we talking about? Yeah. This idea well, that it's so destructive to society. It's like, I understand trafficking, yeah. but, and just on a human level, if, if you're ever real stressed out, no matter your gender, you're having a shit day, you're stressed out, you're like, fuck. If you masturbate, as soon as you come, do not feel a million times better. You're like, oh God, thank God I fucking got that load out before I sent this text. <laughs> it makes you nicer. You're more chill after. You're like, great, perfect. Because it's just, a, it's just a, a part of our humanity. Yeah, it's a you're like, subtlety great. subtlety of our humanity. I It'd came in like now. Murderers, you know, if, if, if people could just get off. But, yeah, but they, Wendy, I want to <laughs> add that. The alcohol piece. Alcohol is, is so toxic, and it's a huge part of this whole culture. Uh, from, from the most innocent sugar date to the most hardcore, you know, whatever. Um, and so you are... And I know some of the, you're sober, you don't drink. And I just want other, I do not touch alcohol, but I want younger folks to hear that too, that, you know, if you're going to embark on any type, it's a business, it's work, it's like anything. And to just really stay sober because it can go down a a dark road quickly, especially because the sugar booze 
might be plying you with alcohol and it can affect your judgment and can it affect your consciousness and it can affect your decision-making and how you present yourself and all of that. So, um, and it is, it is so destructive. So yeah, I think that's just like, and, and that's completely legitimate. It's like, let's go for a drink. Like, let's go for a drink. Like all the time you hear, let's go for a drink. Like everybody that is so, but not like, Hey, I'm just going to go like, you know, make some money real quick and come back. Like, you know, like it's it's fine and completely acceptable to do something that's so deeply destructive at so many levels to so many millions of people. But then, you know, something else that's so natural and has such positive potential is just so restricted and, and, you know, oppressed. Yeah. So, the alcohol thing is crazy. And I will say just yeah. like, I mean, I'm, I'm not like fully sober, but I cut alcohol out when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And I now use alcohol. I think of it almost like other people describe ayahuasca, which sounds very dumb, but like where you use things ceremoniously. Yeah, that's super, so, that's super like, right on. Like yes. I don't, and it sounds dumb because people are like, it's like just have a glass of wine, just have a drink. But I am very mindful when I'm drinking yes. alcohol. It's like, yeah. I am doing, I am not just kind of drinking just because it's like, oh, I'm done with, I'm, I have fake, I drink non-alcoholic beer. So if I like, I, cause I love the taste of beer and I, the fermentation is nice for my tummy, but it's like, like you were saying when you're in Vegas, uh, with the TikTok lawyers, like if I have one drink now, I'm like, I, it's just goodbye. I can't. So I have to like slowly like nurse one glass of wine that tastes good with the meal I'm having, but just to like t- take shots and get fucked up. It's like, it's just, it's bad vibes. And especially specifically in, I think dating in general. Yeah. Yeah, word. Not even sure. I watched this thing on I, yeah. one of the Dateline or uh, Nightline, one of those shows. They were talking about like online dating, just in general, right? And how dangerous it is because these people so are anonymous, and so dangerous. you get and they put they slip something in your drink. That's why it's like get a coffee. Yeah, stay in control of your body, stay in control of your mind, and yeah, because you're gonna make alcohol impairs your decision making. Yeah, across yeah. the board, you'll live longer. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go to a client lunch and get get right have a drink. I mean, I'd have an iced tea or something. Like, right. I'm not going to be like at my best if I go out and get sloshed. So, I think that's good, especially if you're looking at it as a business and you're doing it in the right ways. It applies to sex work just as much, or not sex work, sugar dating, and I guess sex work. If yeah, I mean, it's technically it's not all of it. I mean, and if we were to really break it down logistically, so you could someone could even argue that marriage is technically sex work because you're like, I am trading my body. And my time, and my labor, right? Live, Everything. Right. Oh my yeah. God, it's shadow. I mean, really. Yeah. There's a reason I would never get married. I with doing stand up. I just can't. I've I've thought about it. I really thought about it in the last year. I was like, maybe I'll just stop. And I'm like, I and don't you look out in the crowd in, in entertainment and see a lot of unhappy couples? Mm-hmm. Just not. But also, or... yeah, it's like I, I know what would be expected of me if I were to marry most men. They'd be like, well. Or even date someone. They're like, well, we're having dinner on Saturday. It's like, I'm not done with work till one o'clock in the morning. And all day I'm like looking at jokes. So I, so, you know, it's like um, that to me, if I were like, that's like the full on like, all right, I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. And the main focus is stay, take care of the house, raise the kids, which again is fine. And it's great. A lot of people love it. My sister loves it. A lot of people that's their, like they they feel called to do that and they're fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I just, I knew at a very young age, I was like, I don't think this is my scene. I don't think yep. this is my scene. Decolonial, de- decolonize marriage. Decolonize mm-hmm. marriage. 
you know, it's yeah. interesting you mentioned, Wendy, the, the part about the Bible and like how it's okay. I'd be curious if that's the reason why people are against legalizing sex work or if there's other like actual logistic reasons, because people don't seem to mind eating bacon or eating milk and meat together. Uh, I mean, you know, absent some of my people uh, who are Orthodox, but I'm not, you know, religious. I think most people probably, you know, if they are, they are, and they usually don't judge other people. They do what they do for their values and beliefs. and um, but, but, you know, there's just so many things in the Bible that are not, like, people don't really care. And, right. But you, right. you look at religious argue. text. Yeah. You look at religious text and you're like, oh, Chris Rock, I just rewatched uh, Bring the Pain, which is such a good special. Ah, it's so funny. But he has this great bit about pork. And now, like, um, a lot of, like, black Muslims and a lot of people don't eat pork. And he's like, he's like, why are we doing that? He's like, they wrote that shit. That was before we had refrigerators and Reynolds wrap and seasoning. He's like, yeah, back in the olden days when the, when those books were written, that was because pork would kill you. So they were like, how do we get these people to stop fucking killing themselves with meat? And they're like, I don't know. Just put, uh, says God says don't eat it. I'm butchering the joke, but he's like, just tell them that God said don't eat pork. Okay. He's like, that's why it's in there. He's like, but now we have refrigerators. And so a pork chop would probably save your life. Like it's fucking genius. But that's, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, how do we make people do what we want? Essentially, how do we make people fall in line? Uh, tell them that there's a big man in the sky and if they do bad guy activities and don't do what this says, they're going to burn in a pit of fire. Does anyone have proof that this happened? <laughs> or that's a real place? No. But doesn't it sound scary? Just have faith. Yeah, yeah it's like... <laughs> Just have faith. Yeah. This is wild. And I know you got to go, Jen. Um, but I, really quickly, uh, do you guys, as far as the, the decrim laws, because I know in New York, they did that where they de- it was they decrimmed uh, sex work, but it still is like illegal for the Johns, like the, the purchaser. Is that mm. some? I don't know exactly. I would look into it, but it's, it's very jurisdictionally related, like city-based or even like in D.C. They were just fighting to decriminalize certain areas of the city. <clears throat> and I don't know what the current is. Uh, maybe Joe has more insight, but that would be something I can maybe do a fact sheet, just a short one, and we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Just sort of where is it being decriminalized? Because I think that's important. And I think we should support local city council people. This can be done at the city level. This does not, um, you know, and particularly at the state level and then federal level, but like a city can decriminalize certain areas. They can change their codes to create safer spaces for people, you know, to do this kind of stuff. And then I think that can help change the, you know, the narrative so that, you know, folks can have more control over what they do with their body. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I haven't followed enough about other jurisdictions, yeah. but mm-hmm. I know, like I said, in Massachusetts, I just know there's a shift, although it's not an outright change in the law that now prosecutions are being handed out more fairly, so to speak, if anyone's going to be prosecuted then. Yeah. I think in the wake of criminal justice reform in general, like reforming drug sentencing laws and reforming some of the way we sentence youth and looking at just overall pictures of how women have been treated under the law, particularly mothers, and then, you know, economic necessity and things like that have driven like a maybe not a liberal, a liberalization of the laws, but like maybe an understanding and um, like an, a more of an acceptance of it. Um, but then it's still 
is misunderstood and we have a long way to go, like real practically speaking and legally speaking. I mean, you know, very few cities have actually decriminalized it. These people, they got to, well, if we can do it like citywide, like you're saying where you, we can like um, change the laws, like you're in specific areas and zones. Mm-hmm. What if maybe uh, they also can do that with like specific acts? So like going back to uh, Joe's list earlier where they're like, okay, in this city. <laughs> like a blowjob zone or. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is fellatio only. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rim jobs are at back. It's in the back of the sushi place. Southwest to Southwest right. quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> This is a no fellatio zone the first Tuesday of every month from 10 to 1. Other than that, you suck dick all day long. But that first Tuesday. Be strategic in your marketing. Yeah, we got to clean up all the gyps. You have have to be like, don't blow it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good campaign uh, tag. (laughs) Yes, for that politician. I love it. Well, that's the thing. You got to find the politicians who are down with this and support them because... Everybody here hopefully is, I don't even just say vote, but like you got to be involved at the local level. You can work for local politicians. You can work for everybody, you know, all these people. These are the people that make differences in your daily lives. Like right now, I just want to give another political thing. Today, today, the eviction moratorium is ending and, you know, millions of Americans are about to be evicted. And the, the saving grace for a lot of these people will be the money that counties have put into place over the past year or two to pay some of the back rent for people or to create some rent relief. So my point here isn't to do a push for like housing security, which we should have housing, more housing secure places and, uh, you know, opportunities, but that local county and city politicians and elected officials can do a lot to uh, protect our civil liberties and our choices, you know, in our daily lives, much more than the feds sometimes. So it does pay to know who who represents you and go hang out with them. This is this is great advice, and this is a great way to close the show. And I want um, we will have links in the show notes to your guys's uh, both of your uh, TikTok accounts and also just your websites in case people live in your area and uh, need help. Yeah. And also, yeah, let's get a list of um, some different like uh, I guess organizations that can help. Oh yeah, um, sure. Campaign. So I'm Jenny Justice five 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 on TikTok. Joe is at not guilty. Are you not underscore guilty? You'll find I'm not it. Not guilty. Not dot guilty. Jenny Justice five five five, and then Jen underscore legal on Instagram and criminal defense attorney M A on Instagram. Joe, is defense that you? attorney M A? Yeah. Defense attorney M A. This is yeah. so cool. What a bunch of cool adults. I, I feel so grown up that you guys are this. doing this with me. I'm sitting on the floor t- talking <laughs> to my cat. I'm like, oh, I'm talking to real grownups. And they're also on social media. Wendy, social your content media. should be on PBS. <laughs> you should be like between Sesame Street and the electric company. We should just put a couple of your videos, I swear. And like Dr. Stacy T, she's a gynecologist who does TikTok. I'm like, she should be playing in the lobbies of every high school in America, you know, like in, oh, I gotta follow yeah, her. you should be part of everybody's government civics class. Yes. This is so Dr. fun. Stacey T is awesome. I gotta follow her. And I do want, I know it's whatever, but it's Joseph Simons. I said Simmons because uh, I was having a stroke and I just added uh, an extra M. And that's how I'm going to close the show. Wendy, I'm going to call thank back. You so much for noticing that. Yeah, I'm going to call back to the beginning of the show where I misread uh, your name. And then when you said Simons, I was like, fucking Wendy.
I'm so excited just because I bought a car for a dollar and I'm still the dopamine. The bipolar thing. Thank you. Oh, no. Last night I was like, <laughs> I was vibrating in bed at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I haven't had alcohol. I haven't done drugs. I'm like, oh, I'm just like in a really good mood. So I'm just- got a car. <sighs> Thank you so much for having us. This was Thank a really you. good conversation to have in the middle of a Monday. Yeah. So- yeah, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your adult professional lives to <laughs> hang out with me. And to, I really appreciate your guys' uh, time yes, and your help. Yes, our pleasure. Oh, is it just me? Yeah, is it just me? Is this sex so good I shouldn't have to...